This episode of Mulder Was Right is sponsored by Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Hey, 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 how's it going, everybody? You're listening to Mulder Was Right. We are a conspiracy theory podcast, and we, we joke about conspiracy theories. Uh, I am your host, Brendan, and I'm joined by my co-host, Curtis. And we are joined by a very special guest today, someone who people thought was fake, not real, mostly just Curtis. I still think that. You still think that this person isn't real. We are joined by the guy who does our awesome music, Christian Tadino. Thank you, thank you. I can confirm that I am fake. See? Yep. It's 100% true. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Yes. Um, we make very little funds off this podcast, but what I do make, <laughs> I pay Christian so he can be on the podcast. Real name Steve, but you can call me Christian. That's that's real. Cool. All right. <laughs> so I have, I have known Christian for, for years now, many, many years. I've known him since high school. and um, Yeah, almost 10 wow. years. Yeah, almost almost ten years at this point. Wow, I remember ten years ago. <laughs> that's that's good. That's Thanks. the end of that story. <laughs> Thanks, Curtis. <laughs> um, and so and so, I went to high school with Christian, and uh, it was awesome when we started doing this podcast. That uh, I knew somebody that I could reach out to who did a bunch of sound work. So um, so Christian, what are you doing right now? Uh, what's your what's your cool thing that you do as like a job? Oh, I'm in bed. Oh no, but the the job, right, 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 um, is so I I work as a board certified music therapist for a hospice care provider. Um, uh, That's pretty cool. If you want to find out, I mean, music therapy isn't in itself something that people think is like fake, or they don't really understand it all the way. And basically, we're um, you know an allied health profession that. Um, uses evidence-based interventions with the medium of music to meet whatever needs or goals our client has. Um, Usually in hospice, those goals look like pain management, you know, any kind of comfort. It might be comfort from shortness of breath or um, anxiety, uh, working those things out, supporting the family, um, and, uh, you know, in some cases on good days, just providing a good good social visit to folks who might not get a lot of that um to if you if you at home would like to find out more about music therapy you can go to musictherapy.org which is the website of the american music therapy association there are about thirteen thousand of us well less now some some that's that's an old number some people have died but my certification number is in the thirteen thousands was was there like a some, was there like a music therapist disease that went around and just like <laughs> no no it's just older than people think <laughs> um so there are probably about seven thousand mtbcs practicing in the united states you lost uh, five thousand well you know some some end up doing like other types of work like <laughs> social work or the the actual certification number i believe is kind of I believe it's given to you when you apply to take the exam. So if you didn't pass it yet, you know, like 
that number okay. is still, I think, only given to you. <laughs> okay. Um, we have to get board certified after doing 1,200 clinical hours of internship and um, a, a four-year degree program. So, uh, <laughs> um, sounds like you have a real job. Yeah, it does. It feels like that, and it's and <laughs> honestly, honestly, it's it's a it's a great job to have, and and it's not something that I regret doing at all. I I love it, um, and it keeps it keeps me on my toes, for sure. <laughs> it's not the same day ever. <laughs> that sounds like uh, if you were a real person, that'd be really satisfying, but. Um, unfortunately it's not because you're not a real person, but well, I, I'm having fun just being an actor too. Um, great. <laughs> this is one of my biggest roles so far. Well, it's very in depth. It is. Yeah. Brendan's I, I really am, I am the impressed. cash coming, which is good. Yeah. Brendan's <laughs> enormous cash pile. He has enormous cash pile. I'm that... sitting on some of it right now. Yes. <laughs> anyway, well, don't get it um, dirty. Cause that's, that's my money. <laughs> He's got a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, you can also find, uh, not only can you find Christian in the field helping clients out with <laughs> musical therapy. That would be a, it, probably a hard place to find but, him. But, but, I mean, Just you, really, the sounds of you music really have to be to searching. Go, and you might find Christian Tedino therapizing <laughs> someone. Uh, but if you want to listen <laughs> to some of his music, you can find him on SoundCloud uh just type in christian tudino that's t-u-d-i-n-o yeah and, and if, you can if you're, and if you you're can... the sort of person who likes to buy things you can also go to um Bandcamp. i have i have one album on there museum age that i actually um it, it's my original work uh, i'm thinking about making a second very soon um but yeah yeah i do like i do like getting that little bit of cash. <laughs> I think I've sold 11 records <laughs> in the four years that that album's been out, but you know, d- do what you want to do. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we move right into our main topic for today? Christians here is going to talk to us about something very exciting. Why don't you take us away? Okay. So um, our topic today is surprise on a musician um you may Whoa. know him or you just may know of him i know many people <laughs> I, 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 probably <laughs> most of us just know of him yeah probably. i don't think yeah. i don't think most of us have met him before <laughs> i don't know we might have some we might have some listeners that met him you never know it's yeah. true we probably we might have some ears in high places yeah you know if, if you are you know older than 20 something or you live in cuba Either one of those, <laughs> you you may know him, uh, Tupac Shakur, um, rock and roll Hall of Fame artist, uh, which surprises some people. Um, that oh. that that did surprise me, as I know like nothing about Tupac. We were talking yeah. about this a little bit before the podcast. I know like nothing about Tupac, even though he grew up uh, very in a very similar area to where to where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know nothing about him. Um, like zero thing. Yeah. I I was saying before we started that I know he uh he is either dead or alive. That is all I know about Tupac Shakur. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we, then we've, uh, and then the man like who's called Christian Tidino told me that most people are like that. It's 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 
it's so true it hurts um you would not believe how many people are are not oop that's my own computer are not uh dead or alive and that's a very few to maybe none maybe there's an undead thing you you folks have done maybe undead. maybe that's like unborn people are not dead or not alive so okay. like maybe that number is like infinity whoa <laughs> yeah that whoa is there. weird <laughs> anyway anyway Tupac. brendan's face just like glazed over with this like <laughs> light of inspiration and confusion and understanding and it was a really beautiful thing to see <laughs> uh, well, well yes yes t- t- tupac uh is uh commonly known as a rapper and um in later parts of his career actually an actor as well uh, I cannot attest to the quality of his acting. I have not seen any of those things. Um, uh, and he did not start out as big as he was, but he, he worked pretty hard for it. He began his career as, um, I'm, at this point, I'm actually just reading Wikipedia. Um, that is, uh, and a don't tell dancer. our listeners, but that is a lot of our podcast. Yes. A roadie and a backup dancer um, and an MC. Uh, and eventually he came out as a, as a solo artist. And so uh, he, he grew up in East Harlem. Um, his parents uh, and um, others in his family were part of the Black Panther Party. And I think later his parents, I believe, were part of the Black Liberation Army, which will come uh, as, as a, an important fact later. Um, he uh, actually, as I think in, I think in high school, he he knew um, notorious Christopher Wallace, who would later become the notorious B.I.G., um, which is funny because they later had an East Coast West Coast kind of rivalry, um, but they they knew each other when they were kids, so that's uh, pretty pretty interesting. Interesting. Uh, huh. Then he his family moved out to um, when I think when he was seventeen, they moved out to. Uh, well, Marin County, so that's that's north, um, the North Bay area in of the San Francisco Bay. Um, and he has been on, I believe, the West Coast ever since. Um, li- living wise, not not just um, not just being wise, he he did tour. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then. Uh, you know, some things happened, you know, as in like his whole career happened. And then uh, we're just going to fast forward to the night of his supposed shooting. Um, so September 7th, 1996. Uh, we're going to take you to Las Vegas. Um, there is a, a boxing match. Uh, boxing match. There we go going on that night uh, between Bruce Selden uh, defending his title against Mike Tyson. Very exciting fight. It ends in a minute and, I believe, 49 seconds. Is this the uh, one where Mike Tyson bit some dude's ear off? No, no, no. That, that's uh-huh. not, uh, not not a Vander Holyfield. But Man, that would have been cool if we could have talked about that, too. I would have also, <laughs> yeah, I would have liked to talk about that. <laughs> and, like, maybe the ear has something to do with it, like the ear 
is like a symbol. Yeah. It's a symbol of what was going that to happen. Was, that was the symbol that triggered the assassin to execute Tupac. Was like They told the assassin, when you see the ear get bit off, Pull the him. trigger. Pull the trigger. He's a murder artist. He's he's the the Van Gogh of murder. Whoever this exactly. Is. <laughs> then we would have like, like Mike Tyson could have been like implicated in it too. Exactly. I mean, I still so, like, think even even now he he could be. He could he could because, still be. And, and and literally all we've heard yet so far is that Mike Tyson's there. Mike I mean, Tyson that's gotta mean something. Fought a guy. Mike Tyson fought a guy near Tupac. Near Tupac. Yes. Okay. And that's he, violence, and violence is what killed Tupac. So, connect. You see that connection? Connection. Yeah. Connection. See, all the cylinders are firing right now. <laughs> so, that, so, so, who actually won this fight? Because I don't know. Uh, so, so, Mike. So, okay. Well, I, I don't know who won the Mike Tyson Vander Holyfield <laughs> one. Actually, I just oh. I know that was like a year later. Um, I assume, like honestly, like. Not not as far as the fight goes, but like in life, it seems like it seems like Mike Tyson won because Evander Holyfield came out an ear. But um, yeah, he d- he's he's an ear less now, and he's much less famous than Mike Tyson. It's yeah. true. It just goes to show that if you want to get famous, do the do the ear biting, not the ear bite receiving. Yeah, you gotta you gotta bite someone's someone's ear off for real. Yeah. No one wants to be the guy who lost the ear. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, the same thing goes with like Ozzy Osbourne with like biting the bat, the head. bat's head off. Yeah, that's you know the bat, the dead bat was never famous, How but Ozzy Osbourne that? was. The thing about bats is a lot of them have rabies, just sort of like passively have. It rabies. wasn't a good idea. And so <laughs> you actually like if you encounter a bat, you should leave it alone because it might give you rabies and then well, you actually, die. Very few bats have rabies uh, it's it's a we all think that like a high percentage of them do but a mm-hmm. very slim percentage do i still wouldn't you know recommend i don't think anyone would re- recommend <laughs> biting it sounds bat's... like you're making an argument for biting a bat's head off right <laughs> that, now that sounds like what you're trying to do <laughs> I, I just want to straighten out like you don't have to fear bats as much as you know you still shouldn't bite them you know, there's, that's there's, true. There's a, there's a, a, a balance there. <laughs> you, you shouldn't, I don't you shouldn't know. necessarily I don't... fear your cashier at McDonald's, but you shouldn't bite them. Yeah, I, I, that's really not a subtlety that I've worked out yet, honestly. <laughs> Theory um, checks out. It's really hard hard to work that out internally. I'm, I'm not as nuanced as, as people might think I am. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm either scared of you or I'm biting you. Okay. <laughs> And if I'm not biting you, I'm scared of you. <laughs> uh, well, this is this is this is great because um, because I thought I wasn't gonna have enough material to even like fill an hour, and we're up to like 15 minutes. So. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, we welcome we, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> welcome to stretching <laughs> everything as much as possible. Welcome to welcome to like essay writing, like when you're like in say. high school and you just like say the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Just 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 in like eight different ways in a paragraph, and then move on to your next paragraph. With uh, more bat biting talk. Yes. Um. I want to I want to say that this podcast is probably more exciting than your uh high school essays though. I don't know. I wrote some pretty exciting high school essays. Yeah, well, I wrote one it's about more okra. Than my essays. I I never <laughs> said I never said I and I'm Joe in in a high school essay and that that really 
that really kind of, you know, makes this more exciting. So we at least know that your name's not Joe then. Uh, Brendan could be paying me whatever to say whoever I am. Wow. I, wow. I, I am flooded with cash. The plot thickens. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's get back to the plot at hand. Who won? Who won the fight that actually happened that night between Mike so, Tyson? So Mike and, Tyson and Bruce Seldon. In that fight, um, Bruce Seldon was defending his title. Uh, it was it was for the WBA heavyweight championship. Mike Tyson won in a minute and forty nine seconds. Wow, that's pretty fast. He knocked him out, I suppose. Yeah, I kind of felt bad for whoever had tickets i mean i yeah it was like first round uh knockout you can you can watch the youtube video if you like i did last night and it did not take very long at all it took about a minute and 40 seconds i bet <laughs> yeah sounds about Maybe, right it, the intros took longer oh um, certainly that's that's unfortunate um yeah. question was this was this before or after the face tattoo um mm. Well, okay, I'm looking at the poster right right now, and it looks like Mike Tyson, you know, this is not a very clear, like, it's not like a photo of him, but it looks like there's a face tattoo on him right now. All right, let's just stick with then pre, or uh, after face tattoo. I think that actually might just be a birthmark he has on his face. <laughs> That's just what Mike Tyson looks like all the time. That's your next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tyson's tattoos are they birthmarks? <laughs> uh, question everything, dudes. Question everything. That's that's us. The question everything, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they call us. <laughs> You're listening to Question Everything, dudes. That should have been the name of our podcast. Question everything, dudes. <laughs> I'm your first question everything, dude. He's your second question everything, dude. Missed opportunity. Um, yeah. Um, oh, oh, right. Uh, so, Mike Tyson. There's no no conspiracy about this. This was all caught on videotape. He won. Um, it was at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Tupac Great. Shakur was at that fight, right? Yep. Another person was at that fight, a crip named Orlando Anderson, also known as Baby Lane. Baby Wayne. Now this Baby is Wayne. like a Crip, like the Bloods versus Crips, like those two. Yeah, like a, yes, those like two a, famous a gangs. gang member. Yeah. yeah, that kind of Crips. Now, um, yes, yes, that that kind of thing. So, did did Tupac have a, a alignments or allegiances to the to the Bloods or a rival gang? You know, I'm actually not. I'm not too sure of that. Um, from from what I understand, no, and and the motivation, the possible motivation, if if this did happen behind, um, you know, this this confrontation between Baby Lane and Tupac that we might see would not have been gang motivated. Okay, so it's um, not gang vote or motivated. He just happened to be a dude yes. who was part of the, the Crips. Crips. The Crips. Yes, um, and he he was at the fight. Uh, he and Tupac got into an altercation, uh, just a just a physical, you know, non-gun confrontation. Non, <laughs> a, a good most, old physical non-gun altercation. Most yes. altercations that I have seen, 
don't usually involve guns. Not dissimilar to the altercation Mike Tyson was in that very night. It's it's true. That was also well, a non-gun we also altercation. Grew up in the suburbs, so yeah, you know. they they don't allow guns in boxing. Actually. No, it's That's it's, a new it's rule. against yeah. the rules. Yeah, it was a newer rule then. I think that was one of the first no guns fight. No guns, and, and this, it's still this altercation was in the lobby. So it was in the lobby of the MGM Grand, and this part is definitely not you know widely contested because it was caught on the hotel lobby video. So um, they right. the fight was broken up. Uh, from what I heard, Tupac kind of won, but not really. You know, like uh, who who wins in a fight anyway? I'm a peacemaker. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do we know how it's why it started? No. No, we don't. Mm. So we we don't know that part, uh, and we probably won't. I will tell you right now that Orlando Baby Lane Anderson is dead, um, and he died in 1998. So we'll 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 save that part. Um, okay. That's like that's like two years after this event. It is. Yes. Yes. Um. So that's cool. They they have their little fight. You know, brush off, right? Yeah. Um, remember that altercation? It may or may not be important. Who knows? Tupac, he, he um, and Suge Knight, if, if you don't know Suge Knight, Suge Knight is um, his producer over at uh, Death Row Records. Um, Death Row Records is what... He, Suge Knight is also the owner of Death Row Records. Okay. Um but Suge is there as well, and uh, they decide they're gonna get they're gonna get cleaned up, go back to the hotel, you know, and um, and they're gonna hit the club later, right? So as 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 people do right, who have that's money, what you do. yeah, yes. you, yeah, you get in a fight after the fight, <laughs> you, you go clean up, and go you to go the club, go to that's the club. That's what you do because you have money. Yeah, yeah. You go to you go yeah. to fights, get in a fight, go to yeah, the club. I feel like I. I feel like that's like a song or something. Yeah. Like, go to the fight, get in a fight, go to the club. <laughs> we skip many, over the clean up part. The club. Oh, well, I just go straight to the club because I don't, I don't care about being clean. You just show up bloody. You go to the club bloody and everyone's like, damn, that guy's rich. He's at the club bloody. <laughs> You're going to end up sweating a, a good deal in the club anyway, so you might as well just right. you know, add blood yeah. to that. And then it, it'll wash away the blood. It'll wash away the blood. Yeah. Yep. And then if you have a successful night at the club, you will have blood, sweat, and tears by the end of it. And you'll have worked hard. Yeah. I believe it. A good night of the club, you have tears. Yep. Always. Always. <laughs> this one probably did. Um, <laughs> All right. So, so, they're, 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 so they go to the hotel. On, yeah. They're on their way to the club. Um. I'm trying to remember the name of the club. I think it's Club 665 or something. Um, 662. Club 662. Um, okay. In Vegas. They're on their way, right? <clears throat> they pull up. Um, Suge Knight is driving, uh, and Tupac is in the passenger seat. They are in a BMW, um, and a white Cadillac pulls up on their right side, supposedly. This is all supposedly, um, and fires 14 shots into the vehicle. Now, uh, Tupac is on the passenger side. You know that is 
and the white Cadillac pulled up on the right side. Yeah. So he got- five shots hit Tupac. All right. One, I believe, in the lung, um, which is kind of uh, the one that, that did him in. A fragment. Yeah. That's a bad place should- to get shot. Yeah. Yeah, we did a we did a little bit of uh, investigating with, with, with shootings and delving into that in the uh, JFK episode. Oh, I thought you were going to segue into lungs. <laughs> And I really didn't know what you were going to say, but okay, I got it now. Yeah. Uh, we've also done our own little bits of research. Uh, we've been investigating into, into, into lungs. Shooting, shooting into lungs and found out that that's fatal. We did, we did some real-world testing. Real-world testing. found out that you yes. die when that happens. You uh, die when you get shot in the lungs. We have a couple less friends uh, now. Avoid doing that. Yeah, don't. Avoid being shot in the lungs. Yes. Mythbusters right here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We thought that getting shot in the lung would would keep you just nice and and cozy and alive, but no. It's never. I don't, it's, I don't think it's ever been scientifically tested. So, like, how do we even really know? How do you we know? know? It's how it's it's know? true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can I also out. just say that like the the name of of the record company is Death Row Records? Like that couldn't it have is. boded well. No. Well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, it's it's just setting yourself up for failure right there. For death. For yeah. Well, it's failure. Like, you know, if, death. if you if you listen to it's 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 interesting. Um, Tupac, you know, uh, as well as the notorious B.I.G. who got shot and died in a similar incident six months later. Um, they both talked about like anxiousness regarding their death and and you know someone's gonna get me kind of mm-hmm. kind of deal you can hear that a lot in their their late records um so you know that's very interesting it, it was it was mm-hmm. a part of them i suppose um but you know then then supposedly just just you know if we're outlining this um uh, this incident supposedly he goes to uh, the University Medical Center of Southern Nevada and, quote, dies, unquote, <laughs> six days later. <laughs> okay, um, so he's, he gets shot yes. five times, once in the lung. Does Suge Knight, that's his name? Suge Knight. Suge Knight, does he get shot at with, all? He gets hit with a fragment of a bullet that, like, grazes his head. Okay. Um, but he's like is, pretty okay. An, another, yeah, he's he's fine. He's functioning. You know, um, even at the time of the incident, he like got out of the car and was like walking. I was like, hey, what, what's, you know, so. <laughs> hey, what's going on here? <laughs> we just got fourteen uh, bullets in our car. What are you doing? <laughs> what do you, what are you doing, darn tootin'? Um, Suge Knight, by the way, is is a is a big, um, he's a really big guy. He's like like. He was known for like just beating the crap out of people. Um, mm, I think I have seen a picture of him before, actually, and yeah, he's like wearing this big suit, and it's just like he almost yeah. looks like a turtle. Like his body is so enormous. Yeah, if, like if you look at him next to like other people standing by him, it's like wow. <laughs> uh, so he was significantly taller than than Tupac, and a lot denser as well um and he's he's now in prison but for you know different different reasons different Um, reasons for being too big 
<laughs> for, for being too big. I think I think there was a robbery or something. I want to say or some assault. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, but I, but it, what, so so Tupac yeah goes to the University Medical Center of Southern Nevada. His mother Afini, um, I hope I'm saying it right, um, signs off to pull him off life support on uh, September 13th, and he he dies. Um, so there was, uh, you know, there were a few investigations into what happened. The Las Vegas Police Department investigated. Uh, we later find out um, that the FBI also uh, investigated at, at one point, ran their own investigation. So Interesting. The fir- that's, the first, that's big. Yeah, the first question uh, we have is who, who possibly killed him, right? This That's is, a pretty this big could one. be a conspiracy all its own. So we we go back to the guy who just had this confrontation with him, Orlando Anderson, Baby Lane, right? He's a member of the Crips. Mm-hmm. Um, he fought Tupac in the lobby. Um, he was declared a suspect in the case, but he was only interviewed once, and they didn't seem to find anything of relevance from that interview. Um, he, you know, apparently... Uh, bragged about shooting the rapper, you know, kind of word on the street, but publicly he he denied it. Um, well, I mean, I mean, you know, if you're trying to get street cred, um, yeah. and if and it, and if you're trying to get street cred for and for whatever reason, wanting to be the guy who shot Tupac, you might yeah. as well talk it up saying, "Yeah, dude, I shot him. Yeah, it I, happened. Yeah. I killed. I killed." And, and and you know, he he'd just gotten in a confrontation with him. You know, it's the perfect opportunity. Right. So. And I mean, like when I'm on the street and I want people to respect me, that's what I tell them I killed Tupac. I yeah I, yeah. When when I walk into like an interview for a new job, you know, I <laughs> want to do. Hey, my name's Christian. I just want you to know, I murdered Tupac Shakur in cold blood. Wow. I see how you got a job as good as you did then. Yeah. <laughs> hire this man right here as a music therapist he that, killed that, tupac shakur what i'll just say to folks is that that's actually a lot of people have the perception that hospice helps people die we we do not do that i just want to make that super clear for the future of this nation uh, we make people comfortable as they are dying but we we do not hasten death um that's that's but, my understanding of hospice. So that, that is that is also my that, understanding that's a of good. Hospice. But I think that is a good clarification. Of yes. Me. Yeah. <laughs> got it, got it. <laughs> Look, even though even though Christian did murder Tupac Shakur, right? Yes. He. Yes. <laughs> I made sure he was comfortable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so Orlando Anderson, possible suspect. Well, he was declared a suspect, so it's not possible suspect. Possible murderer. You know, um, he um, unfortunately died in 1998 in a non-related gang shooting back in Southern California. Okay. Um, so we can't really know from him anymore. Um, we um, we have his, his uncle, I believe, Kefi D, uh, real name Dwayne Davis, was his uncle also a Crips member. Um, and 15 years later, this is what people usually go by. 15 years later, he made some confessions uh, in an interview. Um, 
or not an interview. And yeah, well, yeah, an interview with with the police um, because he he knew that they were kind of following him around on this PCP ring that he had. So he wanted to get this and maybe get some time sentence time off, which is awfully convenient. Mm-hmm. Let me just say, because um, you know maybe you're just saying this because it's still an unsolved murder and you could maybe get some time off, right? Right. But he said that he was in the car with his nephew, Orlando Anderson. They were both Crips. Um, and that he was on one side of the car and Orlando was on the other. And that w- whichever side they came up on with Tupac, they were going to, that person was going to shoot Tupac, right? Okay. <laughs> and I believe Suge Knight, too. Uh, that was, was the deal. Um, according to Dwayne Davis, he and several other Crips had uh, a meeting with Sean Combs, otherwise known as, at the time, Puff Daddy. These days, we know him as P. Diddy or Diddy or whatever he changes his name to. Um, yep. The guy who, who sells Ciroc vodka and is, has a net worth of, like, I want to say like eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, I think that I think that overall he's like the highest net worth uh, music producer. I believe. I believe that's true. Um, yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, him, him and him and Jay Z and Dr. Dre are in kind of a battle to see who can make a billion dollars most in the rap world. <laughs> um, hmm. he's he's right about on par with Jay Z. It's a similar kind of, like, a similar amount of money to what Brendan has. Yes. 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 Um, he, Brendan also could have offered um, money to to pay to kill Tupac Shakur. Um, Very true. But apparently, <laughs> apparently, so according to Dwayne Davis, they had a meeting with, with Diddy um, at a deli a few years before. You know, Diddy he, at a he deli. He really wanted them. Uh, he wanted, he for sure wanted Suge Knight gone. That was kind of a producer rivalry, and and this kind of rivalry between the East Coast and the West Coast in hip hop started at the 1995, I want to say, Source Awards. Um, the Source Awards were a big deal for hip hop because the Source was uh, kind of hip hop's magazine, and the Grammys didn't have a a rap section at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was kind of kind of some shots fired when people were making speeches you know suge knight i, I, I believe he said um hey if y'all artists you know if you want to stay an artist if you want to make hot videos if you want to if you want to sell uh feel free come over to death row records right which was pretty much like a a direct shot at um at diddy and his record label bad boy records um whose main star was the Notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which you know, then then from there, there branches the Tupac Notorious B.I.G. rivalry, um, mm-hmm. which, because uh, they were kind of the, the biggest acts on those labels. Word. So, um, originally, Diddy just wanted, he just wanted Suge Knight dead, apparently. Um, and uh, later, when in 1995, when Tupac made a song with his group, The Outlaws, called Hit Em Up, which is a diss track, apparently after that, Diddy said, no, I want Tupac dead too. Um, according to, to Dwayne Davis, Kefi D, who's trying to get sentence time off, right? 
Okay. And apparently the price for both heads was a million dollars. And um, apparently after Tupac's murder, um, I guess he, he, Kefi D said he never got the money and Baby Lane never got the money. But I think someone that was supposed to give them the money just actually took it for themselves. And it was only like half a million because they only got one of the two heads. Mm. Right. Everyone, so everyone knows you get half up front. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> half up front, half, <laughs> half, when half when you finish. Yeah. This common, especially Brendan knows this because this is the kind of yeah. cash Brendan deals with regularly. These are the kind of deals he makes. Exactly. I mean, they, um, Brendan makes these sort of <laughs> negotiations even when he's like at a restaurant or like even at like McDonald's. He says like half up front, half when I finish eating the burger. <laughs> um, I've been to yes. McDonald's with Brendan and it's a very uh, difficult experience because they do not accept that deal whatsoever um, I'll, I'll pay you a dollar right now and if it's good <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's real awkward because I have to fish through my pockets when I buy stuff off the dollar menu mm-hmm. and uh, find that 50 it's, cents it's, and I'm like half up front then, yeah. Half, yeah. half when I finished they eventually yes. solved the problem by just lying to him about the price of the sandwich and telling him that a $5 sandwich is in fact $10. So he just gives them $5 up front and then, and then later just donates $5 to McDonald's. Yeah. That's the, a great managerial tactic. I, I live by that. The, the happy meal fund or whatever it's called. <laughs> right. The one that the Ronald McDonald house charities. That, that one, that one. <laughs> that one. I think, uh, I think what that uh, charity does is it just gives, mcdonald's food to kids i think so yeah makes them a lot healthier probably Um, a bad idea (laughs) um so where where am i at so orlando anderson is the top top suspect yeah right yep in in our minds these days right based on what Uh, you told me so far yeah based yeah Yeah. based on what you told me so far i think he did it (laughs) yeah (laughs) The Las Vegas police did not find anything important in him before he died. But Kefi D just came out with that confession a few years ago. Alrighty. Um, Christopher Wallace, notorious B.I.G. Some people believe that that Biggie killed um, that Biggie killed Tupac because they had that rivalry. Um, he also, you know, had some disses in tracks returned to Tupac. Um, he died in March. 1997 in a similar style shooting actually like in the car car pulls up next to them bam 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 biggie's dead um it's apparently a good way to kill rappers i guess i I guess so um he i mean we don't have evidence to say that biggie was there so that's that's kind of what turns me off from saying that he did it but um you know and his family tried to produce computerized notes from um a studio uh in which uh, which biggie was recording at the time um insisting he was recording a song called nasty boy although those those computerized notes and kind of invoice type deals don't really give too much detail about what what's happening um and uh lewis alfred the recording engineer for nasty boy uh, that song remembers a late night session for the song, but he does not believe that it was the night Tupac died, stating, quote, we would have heard about it, unquote. Mm-hmm. So and inconclusive there. And we don't know. We can't just go out and ask Biggie either because he's also dead. Unfortunate. Right. Yes. Um, 
there are rumors that whatever you know this this could have been set up by suge knight because there were rumors that he owed a significant amount of money to tupac um and there were also rumors that tupac owed him uh he tupac had just with his latest album before this before this um incident uh he just got you know released an album that actually freed him of his contract with death row records okay uh, and it is you know like suge um he only got a fragment of a bullet right Grace, yeah right didn't and he's hit. a huge guy he's a huge guy um and there wasn't a bodyguard in the car which was really strange um for for tupac actually tupac told his bodyguard at the time frank alexander to drive his fiance's car behind him just in case they needed more cars for the club but not to be in the car with him which is which is very interesting because that wasn't a usual thing for him Mm. yeah as 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 somebody who has lots of money and has hired bodyguards before that is a very unusual thing you usually want them in the car (laughs) um near you usually usually to block bullets really yeah Usually to have them sit on the sides to block the bullets. Is currently surrounded by four large men just standing around him, completely obfuscating him. I cannot see him at all. Jerry, Jerry, back up, back up. It's fine. Oh, okay. It's fine, Jerry. I can see you a little bit now. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. He he didn't look at me. No. Jerry didn't look at me. Well, I'm glad we finally have have more people on Mulder Was Right again. Um. Yeah, they're (laughs) they're not allowed to speak. I think they're literally mute. Yeah, um... The thing is about them. the thing That's is about button. about my uh, my bodyguards is that actually um, it's a requirement to have your tongue cut out just because I don't want them to talk back to me. Yeah, that's um, yeah. These are the kinds of things we're dealing with here. And Mulder was right. <laughs> this is the world we live in. Not yeah. me though. I I work a you know normal job. Yeah. And, yeah. In the bunker, Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I work a normal bunker job. <laughs> attaching wires and, and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so rumors you know could could be suge knight um you know obviously sean combs or, or diddy whatever you call him owner of bad boy records um reportedly according to Kefi d once again uh paid those crips members a bunch of them actually to kill um tupac um there's also an fbi investigation that um that is surrounding um the jewish defense league and this is really interesting this is Uh, yeah not a direction i thought i i did not think that the jewish defense league would come up in this episode no and and you can you can look um you can look at the fbi there's like declassified files on this with only like some things censored and talks about it talks about the jewish defense league um so the Jewish Defense League was founded in 1968, currently identified by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a radical Jewish nationalist group um, and often an anti-Arab group. Um, for example, uh, in, in other words, a terrorist group. Okay. Baruch Goldstein uh, in 1994, just as an example, killed 29 Muslims kneeling in prayer along the West Bank Um and the Jewish Defense League later justified this, saying that Goldstein, this is quote, took a preventative measure against yet another Arab attack on Jews, unquote, right? 
Right, yeah. So that sounds like terrorism. Yeah. Yes, yes. Now, apparently, from F- FBI investigations, a report that the Jewish Defense League made made death threats to numerous rappers. The ones they had down on paper were Eazy-E and Tupac Shakur. Um, and apparently these were mostly just like shakedowns for money. Um, but they were, they were death threats. And so... Um, all the same, the FBI investigated that. Um, so those are those are the maybe the the who who killed him, right? Here are some other players in the picture. Yaki Gaddafi, um, from from the group uh, Outlaws, that's his nickname, Tupac's group. He was witness to the shooting. He was in the car behind Tupac. Um, that the bodyguard Frank was driving, and he said he could identify the driver of the Cadillac if he was presented with his face. Okay. Right. So he saw. Um, like, like in a lineup. Right. He he wished to keep this confidential, you know, um, between him and the police, and I guess it was leaked to the press, uh, which then later got a hold of it. Um, Yaki Gaddafi was shot two months later. Oh. oh boy! Uh, apparently, he was accidentally shot by a fellow rapper's cousin out in New York in a stairwell. Accidentally shot, I guess. Hey, right. I don't know what that means. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've I, I've gone through uh, a lot of that, trying to eliminate some competition, and it's it's accidentally shot. You know, so and so accidentally shot. Um, you know, a big big rival. You know. Uh, <laughs> It happens, um, and it is a hundred percent just an accident. Just an accident. It yes. definitely was not premeditated at all. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we're even bringing that up. I like to think <laughs> of like when I think of someone accidentally getting shot, my mind goes to like a hunting accident usually. Like like Dick Cheney. Yeah, just like Dick Cheney who shot a man in the face accidentally um, while hunting. Uh, so I like to think that these people are doing some stairwell hunting. Yep. <clears throat> yes yes out out in out in new york in new york uh, city or i think it was i think it was in new jersey actually in new jersey I, I, city yeah. new jersey city i think that's the, the city of the new jersey of um, <laughs> castro another one of the outlaws was a cousin of tupac's um he was also in that car behind tupac uh, uh but he was unable to identify the shooters mm. um Asada Shakur. Um, well, actually, we'll get to her in just a sec. We'll go down the incident. So Frank Alexander, once again, was that bodyguard that night. Um, and he was about to drive Tupac's car when Tupac asked him to drive um, his fiance's car to provide more me- more vehicles for the club just in case people got intoxicated. Right. Um, but that was a strange move. Frank Alexander is now dead. Um, gunshot wound the police declared it a suicide um, it was just a few years ago but we we don't we don't know you know conveniently Um, all these people are dead yeah yeah conveniently frank frank alexander actually did write a book about bodyguarding tupac called um i think it's called got your back or something um he didn't which <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 
so true. Well, that you know, and he he explained too because a lot of folks question questioned you know that night saying like how could you let how could you not be in the car with Tupac and he said you know when your boss is a is one of the best selling artists of all time he's a rapper and he asks you to um drive his fiance's car you you drive his fiance's car right you know? yeah you have to do um, what your boss tells you to do it's true yeah now apparently Jerry stay back it's fine. apparently the the other car the car behind that he was driving well, was very very low on gas um and and Frank Alexander says he would have he would have sped off and chased this car this vehicle if he had not been so low on gas um and he i don't believe he was allowed like Tupac's rules to have have his gun in that car so he couldn't do much but you know um that's all that's yeah. all very convenient it is very convenient there's there's another convenient part where so tupac was known for wearing a bulletproof vest to uh public events and he he was not wearing one this night mm. for some reason on his way to the club which is a public event you know um chris carroll is the first police officer on the scene <clears throat> carroll pulls up he's on a motorcycle at the time um you know he his first at first he's getting he's getting suge knight you know suge knight's all crazy and when he goes to open the door where tupac is you know suge goes kind of crazy and uh, starts wailing on him and then he turns around and then Shug's like no 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 it's cool man it's cool and then you know he turns around to Tupac again and then Shug goes to attack him again and then he turns around and he's like no 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 I, I'm I'm okay I'm okay you know wait um, what are you doing Shug <laughs> what, are, what are you doing Shug you playing he games have, he may have been a, a little bit in, in a weird place because that bullet fragmentation probably yeah raising his head yeah I don't know um but Frank uh, not Frank Chris the police officer pulls you know finally gets the door to open um and tupac's limp body rolls out and um he he doesn't you know at first he actually doesn't recognize that this is tupac you know not until like suge started yelling pac 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 did did chris recognize he's like oh oh shit this is this is tupac shakur right Mm. um you can censor those words as a, as you're about to censor some other words because we know we're not chris chris tried to get um some last words out of tupac um and um he, well, he he tried to get like like who who shot you you know if he recognizes that person you know um who, who did this um and tupac looks you know, rel- relatively agitated. He he just he looks angry, and he's been shot. I guess he he goes completely calm for a second. His face does, and he looks straight at the police officer, and he says, "Quote, fuck you," unquote, <laughs> and then goes like unconscious, basically, I... or in and out of consciousness. Um, those are those are some good final words right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. So, 
the police officer Chris Carroll did not did not get any indication of who did this um, from that. Good old no so, no snitch until the end. No snitch until the end, right? You know what they say: snitches get killed, and, and he got killed anyway. <laughs> well, snitches get stitches. Which I know. Means they go I know the, that's the phrase. That means they go to the hospital and they get healed. You're uh, right. Because someone applies sutures to their wounds. Uh, he did not, so th- they, he didn't get any he sutures. He didn't get any stitches. Yeah. <laughs> he just died. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Oh. So, um, so that that's pretty much, that's relatively what we know regarding the murder. But the, the biggest conspiracy theory of them all, and this one is super popular, and it's got me believing a little bit after this too, um, is that Tupac is not dead. <gasps> Wait, Tupac is not dead? But he got oh. shot so many times. But he got shot so many times. And then died. And there's a bunch of evidence that leads to it. <gasps> we will talk about that right after this. Hey guys, we wanted to talk to you about the super cool podcast that we've been listening to recently. It's called Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Every week, this guy talks about conspiracy theories, of all shapes and sizes. Yeah, and he's putting out a lot of content. Um, there's definitely a lot of stuff to check out. Uh, it's sort of like a different perspective than ours. So if you'd like to sort of see the other side of like conspiracy uh, discussions where we're kind of, we talk about them um, sort of mostly unbelievingly. He, he takes it uh, a little more seriously. And yep. so, you know, if that's something you're interested in, then check it out. This guy does his own investigations. He, he seeks out those primary sources. So definitely check out his work. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of good interviews with different different people who know a lot of stuff. Yep. So definitely check out his podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited, with Richard Serrett, if you're interested. Thanks, guys. Back to the show. So, Tupac may or may not have died and here is now our evidence to say that perhaps he's not deceased that he is far away on a mystical island called cuba whoa i've heard of that place cuba cuba so we're gonna go back to a major player um in this whole piece of the a big piece of this particular theory Asada Shakur. Um, he, she, well, she um, was a friend of Tupac's parents, um, often described as a step aunt or a godmother. Um, yes, she, she, uh, she, Asada Shakur is not her her birth name, um, but it is one she took later in life. She was also a member of the Black Liberation Army with Tupac's parents. Right. Um, Asada Shakur, she uh, is most famous um, because she already had eight charges. Uh, Well, she had many charges on her name, but she was convicted of eight charges related to the shootout of um, a state trooper, Werner Forrester, on, on the, well, the murder of that guy. It was a shootout between police and several members of the Black Liberation Army on the New Jersey Turnpike in 1973. So, um, 
it was a, a, an interesting case because there were multiple members involved and many people shooting. And New Jersey law stated that the prosecution did not have to prove that Asada fired the bullets that killed State Trooper Forrester um, to convict her of murder. Um, that's that's creative. So that he, that that's not how the law works. <laughs> laws laws are. are changing all the time <laughs> turns out so you it, don't have to murder it, someone to have murdered them <laughs> well e- either way there, there were bullets i guess the principle was that there were bullets in this guy and he died and there were several people involved in the shootout and we can't tell who uh-huh. was the one right so so just like her being that. there and firing some bullets was enough i, I guess i guess that was i guess the the, the new jersey law at the time okay. highly contested case um, yeah, i i wonder why <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she was convicted in 1977 and um one thing about the black liberation army is that they were a very well unified group and they um did help people break out of prison and specifically they helped her escape in 1979 um and she was not caught thereafter, and she was granted political asylum in Cuba in 1984. And Fidel, Fidel, he he stated this. You know, he d- said she's here. We're giving her political asylum. That's neat. Well, I mean, if if you don't like the U.S., then the biggest <laughs> way to throw an fu to the to the U.S. is. Take all your political prisoners, and not just political prisoners, but just prisoners. Yeah, and let them be free. Yeah, I feel like that's like pretty impressive to like legitimately break out of jail, and then like get away with it, and then be fine and go live in Cuba. I mean, what a lot of people. I think that's literally the plot of the Shawshank Redemption. Actually, I think you're I right. I think he like goes and lives in like Mexico or Cuba. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Um. But, like, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but, like, it, like prison breaks happen more frequently than you think. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. There then are, yeah. we'll just... There, yeah. are, there are quite a bit Everything I breaks. say today will be wrong. We'll I mean, just go along that line. The thing is, is that frequently they're caught really quickly afterwards and brought back to Right. Well, jail, okay. That's but, why it's impressive. Yeah. That that's why it's impressive. It's okay. Succeeded in being free. Jerry, you yeah, don't she, have to hit him. Jerry, not... stop. Jerry, ow. <laughs> She was not at Alcatraz, you know, so there's something. Although, on a side note, two guys may have escaped from Alcatraz. We just have no way of knowing, and the the, the odds were not good for them. But they didn't didn't find him, so anyhow. Could have died. Um, So more people who are either alive or dead. Yes, those folks. Probably probably closer to dead at this point, point, just based on the time frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Asada Shakur is still on the FBI's most wanted list. Um, or I think she may have been redeclared on it, but she is on, on it right now. It's a list of 28, and she is one of those people. Oh, damn. Um, which is, is funny. You, you should check out the list sometime. You can find it online. Um, in fact, it, still, still relevant, in June 2017, uh, Donald J. Trump called for Cuba to release her um, in a in a speech. Really? 
Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, um, Preds. But then, of course, then of course, we would find out that Tupac is alive, based on. That's probably what he was shooting for. Yeah. <laughs> that, maybe. That's the biggest, maybe. Biggest motivation. Maybe if I prove that Tupac's alive, people will like people me. People will finally like me. That's our that's our Donald Trump impression. Yeah. I'm Donald Trump. <laughs> that's your that's your impression voice for everything. Period. It isn't. It is not for my own voice. It's not an impression. Anyway, what, what's what's your best impression? It's that of someone. It's that one. It's it's that Trump. one of Donald Trump. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's proceed. <laughs> um, so here's here's where we think Tupac Tupac may be alive. So, um. Once again, we're going going back to this this fact that there are fourteen shots fired in the car, and uh, only a fragment of one hit Suge Knight. You know, granted, passenger side. You know, he, he was on the driver's side, but he's a huge dude, just just huge. Like I would, I how do you miss Suge Knight? <laughs> you know, there's so there's one right. We go back to why was Tupac not wearing a bulletproof vest, even though he was known to do so. Um, we we go uh well the the coroner list the coroner listed tupac as six feet 215 pounds um when his i believe his driver's license said that he was 510 and 168 pounds that's a difference of almost 50 pounds yeah that's a big difference yeah and i seem to remember you know uh just vaguely knowing that tupac is not a huge guy i also vaguely remember that yeah <laughs> you can check out some pictures of the man in his in his full body probably and see that he was probably not 215 pounds right uh the man who was responsible for cremating tupac apparently retired after doing so and was i guess never seen again um I haven't. I don't know the guy's name. Maybe I can look him up, but I, I haven't been able to find it. But I mean, apparently, that's that is what happened. Wow. Um, I mean, once you cremate Tupac, where where else is there to go? Like, <laughs> I just feel like <laughs> you've topped. You've peaked at that point. I just feel like I just feel like what happened was it's just like, like like the dude cremated him, and then like people came in on Monday and they were like, "Hey, isn't Harold supposed to be here?" And then, and then they were just like, "Oh yeah, he retired." What do you mean he retired? I'm his boss. <laughs> Where did Harold go? I see him on the weekends. We go golfing. And where did Harold go? Right. Yeah. And then no, no one ever saw him again. He cremated Tupac. He paid off, or he was paid off. I'm assuming that's where we're getting at here. Man, maybe I should work at a crematorium and just wait for some famous person to die, and then I can get paid off. Yeah, get paid off and never be seen again. Great. Or I'll get murdered. Or you'll get murdered. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is really weird, actually. Like, very... I, I find, like, I don't... And I also can't test the credibility of this claim that... Because I can't find, like, anything on the guy who cremated Tupac. Um, but... If this is true, like this is really weird. Um, yep. like def- something's definitely in the water here. Um, I'm trying to f- find what else. Oh, there's my notes. Okay, so um, 
Tupac's mother. Oh, here she is. Hey. Here, we'll edit this out too. Uh, what she need? Oh, okay. Okay. Can you guys hear any of what's going on with her in the background? No. Okay. She 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 just needs to change. We're we're almost done, I think. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah. But yeah, you mm -hmm. just you just do your thing. Like fifty three, one hundred one, and one hundred four. Yeah. And then we'll be good. Yeah. I got about fifteen minutes left on the tape. Um. So. Um. So Tupac's mother, Afini, um, who once again signed off on, you know, the life support being pulled. There was an interview with her regarding Tupac's, Tupac's death, and she said that her son had, uh, quote, he chose to live quietly. Uh, chose to leave quietly is the quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's... What does that mean? You know, they don't really delve into that. But she said that he chose to leave quietly. That, yeah, um, I could see that definitely as like quietly fading away into the background. You know, alive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that that that's a weird statement. Yeah, and if you're going with a family friend to Cuba, you know, I guess your mom would know. Um. So, um, there's also his his last album. So, backstory, um, Tupac was imprisoned um, in, in a sexual assault case. And while in prison, he read from, um, he read the books of a lot of war strategists, classic war strategists. One of them, uh, Niccolo Machiavelli. Heard of him? I, I have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. His 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 group, the Outlaws, they were all named after a bunch of different dictators. So says Wikipedia. Yes. <laughs> yes, but the actual guy, Niccolo Machiavelli, war strategist guy, Tupac actually did read a lot of his work uh -huh. um, while he was in prison. One of one of Machiavelli's numerous strategies um, was that. I think it it said many a many an army has succeeded and won in battle by falsely claiming that their captain has died. Mm. In other words, you know, well, you might find more success um, if you have claimed falsely that you are dead. And I think there's something to be said there about about Tupac. How how, how do you escape the spotlight, right? You you don't. You die. People don't un unknow you, right? Yeah. He had just gotten out of his contract with Death Row, right? Um, and he obviously fame didn't do him too much good. He was receiving death threats from the Jewish Defense League, um, as well as probably some other ones as well. When you're when you're, you're that famous, um, and you you know, rap about violence and you're in confrontations with Crip members, regardless of if they actually got, you know, paid to murder you. You know, it just seems like, like there was a lot to be said for not being ever known about again. You know? I mean, yeah, I mean, one of the important things about conspiracy theories is not only, you know, finding out the, 
how it was done, but the why it the was why. done. And and this yeah. and this really leads credence to the why it was done. You know, it, it it really makes a lot of sense why he would want to fake his own death. Yeah, and it was a convenient time to do so, because he was at this point um, out of prison and out of out of his contract with Death Row Records at the same time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it it's hard sometimes to be out of contract and also out of prison. You know, I for feel, the average Joe. I feel like he could also just like, you know, move to Spain or something. Like not even secretly, just stopped making music and then hope he gets left alone. I don't know, you know, like <laughs> I might just like go go live somewhere quietly and and people would like forget about me after a little while. Curtis, the issue is that you're not famous. I know, um, but if you're I was famous, famous like, that's like probably what I would immediately do. Stack of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, everybody, especially everybody listening to this is is just in. Everybody knows Brendan, and they, we can't unknow him now. You can't unknow you know? Brendan. That's it's what true. they say, <laughs> and we we can't unknow that he has a lot of cash. You know, that's which also makes true. him a target. Knowledge, very true. knowledge is a virus that infests you forever. <laughs> it does. Once you meet someone, and, and, you can't Until you're fortunate them. enough to um, get old enough to forget. Or unfortunate enough, depending on how you look yeah. at it. The sweet embrace um, of ignorance once again envelops you. People always ask me as a hospice worker, would you rather lose your body first or your mind type deal? Um I, th- I always think absolutely mind. It's kind of hard though. It puts a lot in your family, but any that's a side. That's a total side job. Yeah. <laughs> you can't unknow until that point. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, his last album. We're talking about Machiavelli again. His last album was called The Don Caluminati, The Seven Day Theory. Um, now Tupac did not release this under his name, Tupac, but he released it under the name Machiavelli. Okay. Not, not spelled like Machiavelli, but spelled like M-A-K-A-V-E-L-I. Okay. Fun fact, um, that was his, that was his specific alias in the Outlaws. As I said, they each had a different alias. His was... Machiavelli or Machiavelli. Machiavelli. Yeah. Um, as you, as you may recall, also one of the other outlaws' um, name was Castro, as in Fidel. Castro, oh. Napoleon, uh, Yaki Gaddafi, um, Hussein, Fatal. They have a, there's a bunch of them. All all yeah. named after like various uh, dictators. Yeah. But the way he spells this, he the way he spells Machiavelli, if you rearrange the letters, um, and you can write this down if you really want to, M-A-K-A-V-E-L-I, you rearrange the you rearrange those letters and it turns into the words Am Alive, K. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> the K at the end really really drills it home. It really puts the cherry on top, I know. Am alive, K? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this is my favorite. Inside, <laughs> keep go- keep going because that that's a good 
point to draw out on that one. I'm not, I'm not ever so sure of, but um, this is my favorite thing about conspiracy theories with like the like the anagrams. If you rearrange the <laughs> <Yeah>. letters, <laughs> I'm Tom Riddle. Yeah. <laughs> I am Lord Voldemort. K. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's not, I think, the most pressing piece of evidence, but, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Like, if I was going to make an anagram, I would probably put forth the effort to make it perfect, not just have K. <laughs> not, not, not K. And but I don't lot. know. I think that's also really funny, so maybe I would leave the K. <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to add K into all my future anagrams. Yeah. But it, I, I also think it would be very difficult to make a relevant name that people would really get out of am alive yeah ma belly or i don't know how ma you belly. do that <laughs> i don't know it's really Ve-ma funny though. i don't know i don't know something like that anyway inside this this last album of his um it reads i, I think on the, the little booklet you know there's a, a piece of artwork where it says exit tupac Enter Machiavelli. Okay. And it specifically says exit Tupac, you know? Mm-hmm. So perhaps he's perhaps he's leaving us these clues that he is in Cuba. Um I think I, I didn't save like the most pressing pieces of evidence for last, but <laughs> uh well yeah. Um it 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 I also want to point out that um at least according to Wikipedia it says that um, this album was released two months after he had died. It quote died. Okay. Yeah. So so like that could be, you know, quote leading into saying, oh, he's dead, but you know we have this. What we have, right? This yeah, was something about Tupac. Machiavelli, right? Machiavelli, you know, went down in and history. That's that's, that's true. exit Tupac, yeah. entered into history. This is just this is me speculating. Right. Um. But like. But like. Theoretically, you know, they could have done something with the album art or something. Yeah. To... I always heard like more Tupac music was like getting released after his death, and I don't know if it was just this oh, yeah. one album or like even more than that. There, there are like, well, if you if you include that album, there are like six studio albums released after he died. Yeah. Yeah. Like supposedly of stuff he had already recorded. Yeah. Yeah, or would... you know, adaptations and and P Diddy did this to Notorious B.I.G. in the same way that Suge Knight did this to Tupac. Like, we're gonna milk that fame for as long as we possibly right. can and just make money, dude. So, um, Biggie has quite a few. He has way more posthumous albums than he did albums while he was alive. He actually only released one album while he was alive. <laughs> um, Really, and and then his next one was released like three weeks after he had died. He basically recorded it to completion, but still. Um, huh. So um, that that's pretty common. They they often will do like duets with other rappers. Like say you only have like a verse of you know Tupac, then you put you know a few verses from people who are are still alive. You know. Yeah. And it's. So cool that rapping with Tupac. The magic you know, of show business. Really. <laughs> rapping with Tupac. Can never do that one yeah. live though. Or you can. Or you can because they did because they made a hologram Tupac 
and put him on stage somewhere. I can't remember where. They did. They did. It was at, I think it was at Coachella. Yeah. A few years ago when, when Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre were, were doing, Snoop Dogg was Tupac's label mate. Um, Dr. Dre was also with Death Row Records. So um, when they did it, yeah, I think they did the, the Tupac I don't, hologram. I don't find that very tasteful. It seems distasteful, right? Like, it seems very distasteful. Just... I'll, have to, I'll, have, I'll have to look up the video or something. Um, or, or additionally, you know, you could just record an album with Tupac. You just got to go to Cuba. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or have Coachella in Cuba. <laughs> or have a Coachella in Cuba. Great. Genius. <laughs> because cause he can't come so, here. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, he can't. Because dead people he, aren't allowed in America. Possible. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I I think it's harder to come from Cuba to America than America to Cuba. I think uh, you're, you're right. Definitely, <laughs> probably correct. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I have just not much more evidence, and and I only have like three minutes of tape left. Um. So that's that's basically the meat of it. Um. Tupac's in Cuba. Um, there are other, you know, there's various evidence to say, you know, other things, um, hidden messages in his music and, and which are all subjective. Um, and also, you know, there are several photos of him with people that are alive today or just at events, you know, in the present day, um, that are either very well photoshopped or, him you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah important to remember that photoshop is a thing these days but they are it, i can't tell is it, i guess my point yeah you know and you're a savvy fellow yeah. yeah yeah so that's that's kind of the brand of it he's in cuba he's in cuba okay so we figured that uh, out i i recommend all of our listeners to if you're in cuba Make sure that you spend some time to look for Tupac. We have a large listenership in Cuba. Um, yeah. As well as look for Elvis and anyone else who may have died and moved to Cuba. Yes. As as one would do. You know, the phrase, the, the, the old saying, I'm going to go move to Cuba, it means you're going to go die. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's. So I guess we're, we're there. That's that's a big thinker, you know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but it's it's, it's super interesting. Uh, anyway, thanks, yeah. Christian, for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Um, where happy to be here? Uh, if they want to find more of you, um, where can they find you? Uh, once again, once again, you you can go to my SoundCloud. I'm Christian Tudino. Tudino spelt T-U-D-I-N-O. Um, they can find me um, on Bandcamp. Um, they can. I, I want to say they can find me on Snapchat doing frozen pizza kitchen. <laughs> it's this weird thing, but um, but I don't accept Snapchat from strangers, so it's like I not really listen to my music. Don't don't watch me make pizzas. That's that's it's great. Dumb. Anyway. You've 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 made people interested in what frozen pizza kitchen is, and <sighs> they're unfortunately never gonna know, and that's very unfortunate. Fortunately. Christian also does not have a Twitter or anything like that, or at least I couldn't find any. No, I don't. I don't. And I, I'm trying to reduce my social media impact, and um, I'm, I, I actually want to delete a lot of the things on my Facebook. I think that's that's healthy for people to know less about me. 
except for in musical contexts. I can agree. Uh, well, anyway, thanks, Christian, for joining us. Um, Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. You can find us on uh, social media at MWRCast. That's Facebook and Twitter. You can find us on our website, MulderWasRight.wordpress.com, where we have all of our all of Christian sources for all of this today. Um, you can also find us uh, on anywhere where you can find real podcasts like uh, iTunes, um, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, all those places. Uh, we're thinking of switching um, uh, hosts. Hosts. So let us know what you think about that um, on on Twitter. You know, tweet at us. We like to hear your tweets. Um, we listen to them. We we, we read them aloud. We to read each them other. aloud to each other, and uh, it's it's quite fun. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks. We'll see you in the next one. Wake, Wake up, sheeple. sheeple.